At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of primetime action here on a Monday, the day after we crown the Los Angeles Rams, the champions of the National Football League. Let's talk a little bit about that. We haven't really talked a ton about that. I mean, I guess the biggest, and I'll air quote this, controversy coming out of the game outside of anything that happened on the field from a phantom holding call or a missed face mask would be who won MVP? And there was, you know, we were sitting in here, Kelly, last night. We just assumed it would be Matthew Stafford because had 283 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, there were two picks. One pick wasn't his, wasn't really his fault. And then we know the propensity of every of these voters to give it to quarterbacks, right? So we were just, all right, it's going to be Stafford. It kind of is what it is. You look at Cooper Cup. He didn't even hit his his prop, you know, his receiving prop as far as his yardage goes. He didn't even have a third of Matthew Stafford's overall passing yards. Aaron Donald, if you were watching, yes, he was the most dominant player on the field. Yes, he might be the best player in all of the NFL. But we know these guys are never going to give it to a defensive player unless there is some sort of eye-popping either statistical line or a play that they can latch on to to where they can do that. That wasn't the case there. Yes, he was getting a ton of pressure. Yeah, he had two sacks, but again, so did Von Miller. So it wasn't like he even stood out from that aspect. So let, let's remove Aaron Donald. Everyone wanted to make this Everyone wanted to make this argument today that it should have been Aaron Donald. And, and Adam, it's one of those things where it's like, listen, if you've done this for long enough, you understand how this goes from a defensive player standpoint. It has to be either the like huge splash play that they can latch onto from the defensive player or the stat line has to be so bananas that they just have no choice, but they are never going to give it to a guy whose stat line was four tackles and two sacks. And there wasn't a fumble, you know, there wasn't a strip sack, there wasn't a fumble recovery. There wasn't an interception. There wasn't anything like that. I mean, that just was never going to happen. Yeah, I mean, look, you almost have to get a little bit more creative with it than just looking at the stats and just looking at what yeah. a guy's performance was in that game because Aaron Donald changes every yeah. single play when he's on the field. He has some kind of impact, whether you run away from him or you, you know, dictates whether you want to run the football at all. You know, he has an impact on every single play when he's out there on the field. So, yeah, he's not a guy that's going to have – he's not going to have a pick six. Mm -hmm. He's probably not going to have a scoop and score, something like that. The two sacks – you know, impressive. I mean, he chased Joe Burrow down for the yeah. first one, and then, of course, had a, a traditional sack on the second one. But the guy impacts every single play he's on the field for. I think you could have justified it. But as, as I think we're all going to talk about here, it's kind of remarkable that Cooper Cup wound up winning this thing. 
Yeah, I mean, Kelly, I, I listen, as a football guy, yeah, we can watch it and we can say, okay, he's the most dominant player out on the field. But again, you know, when it comes to these awards, that's just not going to be – that's just never going to get it done, right? I mean, like, that's just yeah. never going to be enough for a defensive player to get it. Like, for a defensive player to get it, there has to be some sort of something for these guys to latch on to, and there just wasn't that last night. You know I mean? Yes, he's creating pressure, but they're not looking at pressure statistics. You know what I'm saying? Like, like whenever they're going to place their vote, those aren't even really readily available until after the game's over and all that. So, I mean, like, like they're not seeing what how many times he got pressure on Burrow and all the stuff like that. So, unless there's, you know, five sacks or – three sacks and a fumble recovery or whatever, something like that. It's just, it's just not going to be enough for a defensive guy. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think until that final drive, even if you had to pick up a defensive player, you probably would have gone with Von Miller over him who at least had two sacks in the game. Right. So I I was reading all all up on this because this is, you know, we've heard people talking about this all, uh, all the day pro pro football talk did a great piece on this earlier today on just what the process is for Mm. Super Bowl MVP voting. And there's some stuff in here. I didn't know. So the NFL, handpicks every year 16 media members to vote on the Super Bowl MVP award. Four more votes come in, and those are from online voting done through NFL.com. I don't didn't I even, didn't, I didn't even know. I that. didn't know that. Have you ever once seen that like publicized, promoted at all that you can go to NFL.com to vote for the Super Bowl MVP? I haven't. I saw it in the lead up to the game where it was okay. 80 percent voters and twenty percent fan so ballots. That's, it comes out to twenty percent right. fan ballots. So that almost skews things already a little bit. Like is that doesn't see doesn't feel like that's enough media members voting on it to me. Like like <laughs> just sixteen, there's a lot of people that cover the NFL yeah. full time. So Okay, you have the 16 media members, then you get four four votes coming from the fans. And apparently, we've been hearing this probably all day, apparently the NFL does ask the media members to get their votes in as close to the two-minute warning as possible. However, it is not a requirement. So they, if they want to wait till the end of the game, you're allowed to wait till the end of the game. However... These are beat writers, right. and so like they need to write their articles. So I mean, like like they're like, oh, if I can put it in a two minute warning and make my deadline a little bit sooner, then I'm going to do that. Yeah. And, so I don't know. I'm just thinking about this now. I'm re- reading all about this. I don't understand how. Like we thought it was going to be Matthew Stafford, regardless. If you're turning your vo- your vote in by the two minute warning, how is it not definitely Matthew Stafford? Like you're definitely not getting to Aaron Donald, who didn't make his impact till after the Rams scored, right? But then the Rams score you. You would think is how you would get to Cooper Cup winning it. Well, I mean, I guess my thing is, is they're just saying they want it as close to the two-minute warning as possible. Yeah. So I'm guessing these people held out to see if the Rams were going to score or not. They did. Recency bias is Cooper Cup had a bunch of catches on that drive, and he scored the touchdown. And they just go, okay, it's Cooper Cup. And they put in the vote. And what 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 would have po- what could have possibly happened if Burrow would have gotten the ball back? And driven them down the field, you know, 75 yards and got this done. He finishes it then at that point. He finishes with over 300 yards. And, like, all, you know, like what, what would have happened then, I guess, you know, if he'd, have, if he'd have won it in regulation? Right. I mean, Cooper Cup had four catches for 53 yards before that final That's drive. It. Yeah. Like, and I know he had the touchdown, but that was it. Yeah. Four catches for 53 yards. And, and look, too, Kelly and I were talking about this before the show. There's a, a good screenshot out there on Twitter of Jalen Ramsey fell down and Jamar Chase got behind mm-hmm. him on that fourth down play. Obviously, Burrow had no time to throw, yeah. which was kind of the story of the game. But Chase was wide open down the sideline. If Burrow had another, you know, second, second and mm-hmm. a half to get him the ball, what do they like? Do they collect all the MVP votes? I'd be running to get mine back if I'm sitting in the press box, right? And be like, wait, I didn't mean to turn that in. Yeah. Like, 
Because that puts Chase at 130, whatever, 100 and something. Like 140, yeah, 140 yards. yards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that point, yards. it has to be Burrow or Chase that you're voting for, yeah. you would think. Right. <laughs> I, I don't, this is a bizarre process to me. Yeah, it's just, it's super crazy. But anyway, the, the six to one gets home. It was as high as seven to one for a lot of the time. Then a lot of money came in on Cooper Cup. So ends ends up closing at six to one. That's how this thing plays out. He gets home. At the six to one, Aaron Donald does close at fourteen to one. So again, he took a ton of money. I'll be interested whenever we do talk to Johnny Avello uh, next segment, actually, to see what their liability was on this MVP market and if Aaron Donald would have been a a pretty big liability for them. Because again, I think this was over twenty when it started and then got down to fourteen. I think yeah, he for was Aaron bet Donald, heavily hip. Yeah, so I think he got pretty heavily bet over the course. Of the two weeks, Stafford was even money. Joe Burrow plus 225. And again, we were saying, you know, had he had an extra second, maybe he hits Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, 18 to 1. That would kind of put him at 150-something yards and a touchdown. So there would have been there would have been some decisions to have been made in the game. There's no doubt about that. Not to mention just the, the whole T. Higgins situation where he still had 100 yards and, and, and a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, no, I mean, it was – yeah, it's just the process is, is very mm. flawed. You know, I mean, we talk about all these end game situations that could pop up in the Super Bowl where, in theory, you have two pretty even teams. I mean, I think it's crazy that I want to just wait until the end of the game. So we have a ticket here from. I just got this on Twitter like 15 minutes ago. You did? So So this is a live bet. A two leg parlay? Yeah. And this is a live bet on Scotty Scheffler on, on a Saturday morning, apparently. Oh, so this was when he was still way yes. off the lead. So 150 to one on Scheffler parlayed with Bengals money line. Oh man, that's rough. I mean, hopefully, hopefully he live bet uh, the Rams and got off this a bit. Yeah, you would, you would hope. You would hope. Yes, you would hope because then at that point, I mean, you've just got you just got way too much riding on that. That's that's a heck of a bet right there. Hundred dollars down on that too. You put a hundred dollars down, one hundred fifty to one parlay parlayed with the Bengals the next day. Wow. Yeah, I mean, look, we'll, we'll talk golf a little later. Scotty Scheffler with a just a historic comeback to to win that tournament. Uh, we do have some tip offs that I do want to get to in case you're wanting to get in on the NBA. We got the Raptors and the Pelicans coming up here in uh, tipping off as we speak. So if you want to get in on this one, Raptors and Pelicans, Raptors are three and a half point road favorites over the Pelicans. The Spurs and the Bulls are going off right now. The Bulls are three, three, three and a half point home favorites over the Spurs. And then we have the Blazers and the Bucks, where the Bucks are 11 to 12 point Home favorites in that one, Kelly, and this is the one. Uh, one of these games is the one that you have, and that is the Spurs first quarter. Spurs first quarter, yeah, that's right. I'm on Spurs first quarter. No Zach Levine for uh, the Bulls tonight. This is actually ATS wise the best first quarter team versus the worst first quarter team in the league with the Spurs and the uh, Bulls here. Also, just over net rating over the past month, these teams are about even. So I, I thought this line was off a little bit overall. I played the first quarter small. I'm going to be looking at get jumping in live too on the Spurs side of things and then uh, if you are playing Bucks Blazers Giannis is out tonight that is a very important note to keep in mind one other thing that just came down is Rudy Gobert will be a go tonight for the Utah Jazz he has been out for a while I don't really know why they activated him tonight against the Houston Rockets when they were already 15 point favorites but uh, he'll be playing tonight Drew Holiday's usage is massive when Giannis doesn't play I'm wondering if that should have been a prop look for us tonight Mm. Yeah, it's not a bad call. 
His his usage is just absolutely massive when well, Giannis is in it. Guess what? Too late for us now, but you might be able to get tipped. live props yeah, at uh, yes. DraftKings or maybe one of your East Coast books if you're uh, watching out there. Yeah, if you if yeah, I mean, I might look at even like a PRA because he kind of does it all right. I mean, like he he'll he'll do everything within the course of a game. So uh, should have gotten in on that one. That was one that we should have. One I should have looked at. There's no doubt about that. We're going to talk to Johnny Avello from DraftKings Sportsbook here on the other side of this break. And I'm very interested to see, one, we'll talk this MVP market with him. Two, we'll just see how the overall kind of landscape of the game was for them in general. And I also do want to talk a little bit about maybe some of this, this you know, re- regency, region, region bias maybe. Because, like, we're looking here and, you know, did New York bet differently than Arizona? Or, did, you know, what, what was there a team that somebody was a fan of? Whatever it might be. I'm pretty curious about all that stuff. Johnny Avello here on the other side, Primetime Action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your own schedule. Go to VSIN.com slash podcast and you can get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. You can get Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi line. Follow the money, my guys in the desert, coast to coast hoops, and many more. There are they're all free and available at vison.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Man, we are uh, we are we are very, very excited to talk to Johnny Avello here from DraftKings Sportsbook. He is going to give us some insight here that no other man on the planet can give us. Johnny, welcome to the show, my man. Hi, Matt. Hey Adam, how are you guys? We are doing really, really good. Johnny, first and foremost, uh, you know, listen, one of the big stories, just from a betting perspective, and even I think, you know, just sports talk radio perspective, was Cooper Cup winning the MVP. I know you guys ended up closing at 6-1 to one on uh, on him. I, I can see right here he was your, it looks like, third biggest liability when it came down to it. Um did that hurt him getting it, or would it have been worse if it was Aaron Donald at all, any, any of these other players? Well, I'm just glad that a Ram got it. Let's put it that <laughs> way. Because, uh, you know, sometimes you're in one of those spots where, you know, if, if you're going to win a bet, and that's kind of where we were. Of course, if the Bengals would have won the game, 
uh, you know, there's no chance of any Ram winning the MVP, but, you know, we get crushed. So uh, this worked out better. And, yeah, um, no, I think this worked this worked out okay for us. As far as, uh, you know, MVPs, I think this, this worked out probably better than Donald because Donald's odds were, you know, four times what Cups were. Johnny, it seems like a lot's been made of the fact that this wound up being a field goal game where the Bengals spread gets there, but also the Rams money line gets there. Was that pretty much the perfect scenario for you? It was. I, you know, I think we would have done a little bit better if the Rams would have covered, uh, but that's okay. I, you know, this turned out fine. This, uh, you know, the game staying under, we, everybody bet the straight bets were high on the over. Uh, of course, the over was in same game parlays and, and uh, everybody's else's parlay. So uh, this turned out well for us. And, um, you know, we couldn't ask for more. I mean, you just never get it perfect, but this was about as close as it could be to it. Johnny, 11 new states live since the last Super Bowl. Of course, the you got, you got Arizona betting into this. You got New York. You got Louisiana. You got some of these other states that have gone, gone live with mobile. Did you notice any sort of regional kind of bias towards any of these teams? Did people in Arizona tend to like the Rams better because they're West Coast? And did teams on, you know, did New York tend to like Cincinnati better because it was a little bit closer to them? Did you notice any of that at all? I didn't certainly notice anything out of New York. Uh, mm-hmm. I can tell you that. What, did Arizona have a few Rams fans? Yes. Did, uh, you know, did Michigan have some Rams fans? Yes, they did. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, you know, with the quarterback playing there for so many years, I guess they they just they were rooting for him. So Michigan actually uh, did play the Rams. Anywhere else, I can't tell you that I saw really much of a bias. And you know, without California on our network, without Ohio on our network, uh, you know, it's just are there fans from all those other places? Yeah, there's some, but not enough for us to uh, notice anything substantial. Johnny, we've seen some pretty eye-popping numbers coming out of New York with what's happened here so far with mobile betting. And uh, you know, something I was kind of wondering, something we were kind of talking about off-air, you know, how much of that activity has kind of been stolen away from New Jersey, where you know that market's probably kind of gone down a little bit now that people in New York City don't have to go across the border to bet? No, Adam, that's a very interesting question. And uh, that was a big question when New York came on board about a month ago. And uh, it really hasn't hurt Jersey much. New York numbers are phenomenal. The Jersey's numbers are still very good. Uh, let's face it. There's a lot of gamblers in New York. Uh, some of them don't have to cross over any longer. That is true. But there's a state of 20 million people, and a lot of them got on board for the first time gam- gambling on sports. Uh, they haven't done. They were maybe betting with their bookies, bet- betting offshore, uh, go you know different ways. But now. They're doing it legally, and uh, the numbers in New York have been fantastic. Now, we got a long ways to go in New York. Uh, you know, we're, yes, the numbers are good there, and they're going to get better. Johnny, we've got a, uh, a situation here where, you know, look, the lot. We know the future of of betting, live betting, instituting more ways to bet, more ways to get involved in game. But now, you know, we've, we, I think there are more people who are certainly more familiar with that. You guys do a good job. We try to do a good job here on the show of, of bringing up the different ways that you can get involved in game. What got, what did you guys see from an in-game perspective? I know you were updating props the whole time. You could bet live props, you could bet live everything. So uh, with the menu that you guys had out there, was it everything that you thought it could be? 
<laughs> yeah, it was. First of all, it was you know our largest Super Bowl handle ever by far, uh, and a lot of that was in game wagering. And like you said, you know you could bet the and this was a good game to bet in game wagering. Uh, kind of kept you on the edge for both the uh, the over under for the side for the money line. So the the in game wagering was great not only on the you know the three main categories but. All those things you mentioned, Matt. You know the the props and all the other things we continue to do during uh, during in-game wager. So in-game wager and I, we I continue to say it, it's growing. It's the future of the business, and uh, you're going to see a lot more with a lot more different offerings. Now, Cooper Cup wins the MVP, as we kind of talked. We talked about it already here on the show. But I know you guys were pretty heavy on things like Cooper Cup anytime touchdown, first touchdown, presumably on his receiving yards over. Interestingly enough, wins the MVP, but stays under receptions and under receiving yards. So, with Coop specific or with uh, Cooper Cup specifically, you know, how much did that kind of alter your bottom line for the game? That's true. You know, some of that did help. Uh, one other thing we had: Will Cooper Cup. Uh, score a touchdown in both halves, six to one. So that one did cash. Uh, but you're right. There were there were a couple others where he didn't get there. Uh, overall, I think for the day on Cooper Cup, we probably uh, maybe lost a little, but it, it wasn't terrible. Johnny, it didn't take you guys long, and I know this was up even before the Super Bowl, but I think people start paying more attention to it now. You've got up the Super Bowl odds for next year. You've got up the conference winner odds for next year, you even have the 2022 draft stuff, at least the first overall pick, and then we'll start to see that menu expand as well. Are you are you guys already seeing people start to bet into these? Who's going to win the championship next year already? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, the Rams, of course, took a little. We opened 10. They've taken a little. No movement there. The Bengals, 14. They take. You like to bet the two teams that were in it, mm -hmm. especially when you're getting double digits on both. Uh, there's a lot of teams there they're not sure what to do with right now. Not sure what to do with the Packers. They're not sure what to do with the Broncos. They're not sure what to do with the Steelers. So I think all those teams are on a on a holding pattern. But, uh, yeah, it certainly has taken some for just being up a short time. Before we get you out of here, we've got the uh, Olympics going on as well. You guys put up some Olympic markets, and you know, is this uh, is this one of those is this one of those where you you see that people who are going to bet something like this are are probably pretty in tune with what's going on? Because I wouldn't dabble into this because I don't know anything about a mono bob, Johnny. I don't know anything about a giant slalom. I'm not going to lie to you here. So, does anybody that's betting kind of into this are they are they probably pretty pretty sharp in this? I don't know about that, Matt. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, if you wanted to get sharp on it, if somebody told you you had to bet it, you would, uh, you know, it wouldn't take you long to go out and do some research and figure out who maybe the top three or five are, and then look for some value in the in the odds. So I think that's that's what everybody's kind of doing. And then there's some that just watchers that want to have a little action, but a combination of the two. It's doing okay so far. Um, you know, it did have a week or so where there was no football, so that certainly helped. Um, but now, you know, when college basketball is back in full swing, and right now it's uh, kind of kind of slowed down when college basketball takes uh, and, and pro basketball takes center stage. John, we got about 45 seconds. How was uh, how was Radio Row? How was being over there at the Super Bowl? Uh, I really liked it, man. I had, I had fun. Uh, you know, everybody's lined up. You don't have to 
go too far to get to the next operator. Um, and I think you guys should have a presence there next year because you would fit in just perfectly. Well, I uh, we we will see what we can do. I'll tell you what, I will be there one way or the other, Johnny. I don't know whether it's with the, whether it's with them or not. I'm going down there. I'm going the waste management. I'm going to roll it right into the Super Bowl. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, he is the DraftKings Sportsbook director over there, Johnny Avello. Thanks for joining us, man. Really do appreciate it. You're welcome, guys. Have a good night. It is. Uh, it's super interesting. I mean, he, I. The interesting fact, though, about Michigan. Michigan betting the Rams because they still have that love of of Matthew Stafford going on there. Of course, Joe Burrow at Ohio State, so not not a whole lot of Ohio State fans in the state of Michigan either. That one, I, I'm like, I'm like, I still don't get this. Are they really betting Stafford that much? That much in Michigan? That makes a little bit more sense too. Combine no. them all. He, Burrow's known for LSU. He's not known for Ohio State. He's known for LSU. It would be them. They, they love Stafford, man. They, yeah, he gave school. him. He gave them as much as he possibly could for a really terrible team. Oh yeah, he really did. So, Absolutely. Well, I just wondered, did they lay the spread or were they just taking the money line? Um, that, but that's a very interesting point. Whenever I was asking, kind of about the, the regional bias, that's that they would do that. We'll look at some college basketball futures, and again, we will get around to those future Super Bowl odds as well. Primetime action here on a Monday. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Just sunk three inches there. Our own Brent Musburger sat down with legendary sports better Billy Walters for only his second public interview Ever the full hour, this exclusive interview with one of the most feared sports bettors of our time is currently available on vsin.com. Watch the full interview for free right now over on vsin.com. It is absolutely free. It costs you no money. Go and check it out. It is super, super interesting. You get two legends in one there, Adam. That's the thing. You get two two legends in one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, it's... Uh... It's kind of a dream for for people like us to be able to watch something like that and kind of get inside the head of Billy Walters a little bit. So definitely encourage everyone to head over to vcin.com and check that out. Matt Brown, Adam Burke in on the desk. Gill is on vacation. You will see him in two weeks. Kelly Bidlin behind the glass back there. We were going to talk about this earlier in the show, but I just I talked too much. But we're, we're going to get to it now. They have already put up the Super Bowl odds for next year. And again, these were up about a week before the actual Super Bowl this year. But I imagine people will really start looking at these now that we have moved past the Rams getting crowned for this season. As you would imagine, short shots, Chiefs and Bills. Now, these are two teams that don't really have a ton of rebuilding to do, don't really have a ton of players to re-sign, don't really have a lot of holes and weaknesses. So you do see the Bills and Chiefs. Now, that being said, Adam, I do want to point this out with the Bills. And I'm not saying that this is anything that could derail them. I'm not saying that this is anything that makes the, the plus 750 not worth it to me. But Brian Dayball's gone. So you do have a new offensive coordinator for this team that got exponentially better over the last two seasons on the offensive side of the ball. Now, a lot of that had to do with the fact that you did get a more accurate Josh Allen. You did get a you know some quarterback work that was done with him outside of of actually the team and everything. But you know it is going to be him having to adjust to a new offensive coordinator. So there is at least that change. Now it won't be the, necessarily the personnel so much for the Bills because again they a lot of those guys are going to be back. But a new offensive coordinator could maybe give some people some pause here with this team. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, it's one of those things, too, where the, the Bills graded so well defensively throughout the season, but they also played a very weak schedule in the first half of the year, mm-hmm. and they didn't actually perform all that well against it. I mean, defensively they did, but they had some offensive issues earlier on in the season where Josh Allen did kind of have some of those bad habits back again. He was a little bit inaccurate. He just wasn't really playing the same early on in the year. Of course, they also have maybe the most talented roster top to bottom in the AFC. Mm-hmm especially on the defensive side. I think their defense is definitely better than Kansas City's. So, yeah, I mean, look, the thing for me is this. I don't take the short prices at this time of the year. I have no interest in, in trying to pick the winner. I'm trying to pick teams at long odds that I think could make the playoffs, Yeah, that could wind up getting to the dance, whether they get in as a wild card or get in as a division winner. And in fact, I actually wrote about this over at vston.com here this morning uh, with a few plays that I do kind of like a little bit for the NFL. Look, look, look at this. Look at this. We didn't, Ow. Kelly, did you even know this when you threw this in the, in the run? Blurbs. Oh, did you already, did you already know this? No, I didn't. You didn't look no, at no, that. This goes absolutely there. perfectly. Um, well, we might have to get you to, to, to spill the beans on, on all that as we continue here. The Chiefs and Bills, they're, they're, they're the short shots at, at plus 750. So you're not even getting 10 to 1 on these teams. Now we get into the double digits, and you see the Rams at 10 to 1. That being said, we do know you have Odell is not going to be back, and you have Robert Woods coming off a major injury. Now, Cooper Cup is, is fantastic, but again, if you don't have that number two, we've seen this with some of these other teams in the NFL. You can have a stud wide receiver. But if you do not have at least some sort of form of a number two, it it you come to a point where it almost it just it can't work anymore. We saw this even with the Packers, right? As awesome as Devontae Adams was. You still saw them get stopped in, in in the playoffs. You still saw a couple of different times this year where teams go, all right, we're just going to triple team him, and we're and, and that's just how we're going to go about this. So the Rams are going to have to look. I don't think Van Jefferson's going to be that guy for them. He's a pretty kind of a one-trick pony. I don't think he's a true number two receiver in this league. So 10 to 1, you still have this floating thing about Aaron Donald retiring, which I don't think that's the case. He has a lot of money left on that contract. I can't imagine he's going to walk away from. That's a lot of money left for him, but there's supposedly, you know, the quote from him that came out today was he's just going to enjoy the moment right now, sit around, hang out with his family, and then he'll he'll go from there. I think he's back. We know you got Stafford back. You've got Cooper Cup back. Higby will be over whatever injury that he's dealing with. You still have these other guys on the defensive side of the ball. But I do think there is at least a little bit on the offense that they need to get questioned because Whitworth is going to retire. Like he basically said that before the Super Bowl. They asked him, Are you going to retire? And he's like, Wouldn't that be a great way to go out like by, by winning the Super Bowl? He's 40 years old. He's going to retire. So you're going to have to a big hole there on the offensive line. What are you going to do with the number two receiver as well? Right, yeah, and of course, too, we've seen this time and time again. Any free agents that come from a Super Bowl winning team are gone. They get Mm -hmm. paid big money to go somewhere else. So that could hurt Los Angeles' depth a little Mm -hmm. bit going into the upcoming season as well. Obviously, there's also the rumor not just Donald possibly retiring, but Sean McVay stepping away from the game. Mm -hmm. I don't think that happens, but, you know, it certainly is a possibility. The, The thing about it, though, for the Rams is when you start looking around the NFC, right, and we see the Packers are up there at 16 to 1, does Aaron Rodgers come back? He kind of made it sound over the weekend like he's probably going to, but you never really know if that's going to be the case. Tom Brady has retired. He's no longer out there. So the NFC looks relatively wide open. You know, you've got the 49ers at 14-1 to with Trey Lance at the yeah. as a starting quarterback. That's that's the one that, that blows me away here. So we have three teams at 14-1. to We have the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the Bengals. So, so listen, of course Cincinnati is going to be up there because here we are with – here we are, a Super Bowl team. They're going to be one of the shorter shots. And again, look, they're they're getting most of these guys back. They're going to, we can only assume 
get a you know do whatever they can to to re to, to revamp this offensive line. Whether that means five new guys, well, I, I don't know what, but they're going to do something. They, you know, they're going to definitely draft some guys. They're going to go after guys in free agency. Cowboys soft division. You mentioned the NFC as a conference as a whole is is fairly soft. So you do have that kind of wide open there. But the Niners coming in with a quarterback that. They didn't even want to get on the field in special packages down the stretch when they were like, yeah, you know, he's not ready to start yet, but we're certainly going to have packages for Trey Lance. That lasted all of three weeks, and then they're like, yeah, this guy ain't even touching the field anymore. 14-1 to for the Niners is just it's, it's crazy to me. Crazy to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and look, I mean, you, you, to play devil's advocate, we can sit here and say they almost made the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. I yeah. mean, if Trey Lance is – as good or better than Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, how set up is that team going into next season? I think that's perfectly fair, but also it's the hardest division in football. Mm -hmm. I mean, Seattle, whether Russ stays or not, I mean, you know, they might end up being a doormat again, but if Russ comes back, they should be better. The Cardinals were a pretty formidable team throughout most of the season before Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray and everybody kind of really fell apart late in the year. They still made the playoffs anyway and still had a shot to win that division in week 18. So, I think it's really tough to take a piece of the Rams or somebody like that. But with that being said, you think about the AFC, right? And you've got Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, uh, you know, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. You know, you've got so many elite level quarterbacks out there that it's kind of tough to to pick one of those teams out of the bunch and yeah. you know try to try to ride with the future on them. You, you you mentioned the Packers at sixteen to one. They did say. I mean, the report today is that they are going to air quote go all in to keep. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Now, that being said, if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers, I think you walk in there and say, first and foremost, if you don't go get me a second receiver, I will never play a game here ever again. Like, I mean, like, so you can go all in. You're gonna have to pay a ton of money to Devontae. You're gonna have to pay me. You know, you have to, you're already paying me a ton of money. But if you don't go get a second option here for me, a true legitimate second option, I'm not playing another game in Green Bay. Yeah. No, I think it's perfectly fair. I think it's completely fair. And also, too, I have some questions about their defense. Yeah. You know, I think that that's an area that they need to improve a little bit, too. And also, I mean, their offensive line, you know, we, we kind of joke about it, but a guy like David Bakhtiari is on the injury report every single week. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they need to kind of work on that depth a little bit on the offensive line as well. And if you're going all in to keep Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers happy and all that, how much cap space is there to actually go around? You know, how much money do you have to actually make those improvements that you need to? So everybody else has 20 or longer. So let's just focus on those ones we just mentioned. Chiefs, Bills, 750. Rams, 10. Cowboys, 14. Niners, 14. Bengals, 14. And then Packers, 16. Is there any of these teams, one, that you like at all? And two, if you had to, so I'm, you know, I'm giving you a free hundred dollars right here to put down on any of these teams right now. Where would you go? Yeah, as a general rule across the futures market, regardless of sport, I don't play any of the short prices. But if you gave me a hundred bucks here, I would probably take a look at the Cowboys because yeah. they have yeah. the easiest path to the playoffs. And, and that same with me. It's it's just you look at the NFC, which I think is going to be more wide open. And then Kelly, it's just we always talk about like getting in the tournament. Well, you know, look. I don't think we think Washington's going to be all that much better. I don't think we think New York's going to be all that much Philly better. Might be, right? Philly could take a step yeah. up, but is that really like a step up enough to win that division? I don't think so. So yeah. it's it's probably them getting into the playoffs no matter what. And we always talk about we just want a team that that has a chance, yeah, right? I, I, right? I'm with you guys. I think if that if I had to make a bet with what we're looking at today, it would probably be that, or I'd go further off the board and maybe go Chargers at 25 to one or something yes, like that. You're I, 
That is my loser video. Oh, did you did you lose that first quarter? Spurs falling by two points in the first quarter with a missed layup coming in the final 30 seconds. That was that was pretty rough. Oh, so you you, you could have got a push on it. I could have gotten a push. Yeah, I could have gotten a push. But yeah, I'd probably go a little further down. We'll, the board. we'll talk about let's talk about further down the board because this is a very interesting discussion because I think that that as as Adam mentioned, I mean there are some teams here that add a piece here or there could be pretty interesting to take at a longer future number and a longer future shot here. So we'll continue on with these Super Bowl odds for next year's primetime action here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Play in Dog the Films Tatum versus Dog 50 yard fetch for free for a shot to win a share of $10,000 today. Catch, ca- uh, catch cash with Channing Tatum when you make your predictions in this free-to-play pool. And we'll be donating additional $10,000 to Tech for Heroes. Head to DraftKings.com slash DogTheFilm now to join in on the action. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. That is Dog the Films Tatum versus Dog 50-Yard Fetch. Got to watch that. Got to check that out. PG PG thirteen apparently, I think the dog cusses or something like that. So PG thirteen, dog says a few swear words in the in the thing. So you can't make it PG to keep this thing. All right. So listen, we we rolled through you know a handful of teams here, but this is I think this is an interesting conversation. Certainly, I think that if you're listening right now, you know you're you're coming off of the NFL high, but there's some interesting question marks around a lot of these teams, so that we can kind of move forward with some of these future Super Bowl odds and see if there is anything that we would put in an account if we do feel that there's some value on. So once we get to these 20, kind of 20 to 25 range here, we have the Ravens, Broncos, Bucks, Titans, Patriots, Chargers, Cardinals, and Colts. The Ravens at 20, Broncos at 20, Bucks, Titans, 22, Patriots, Chargers, Cardinals, Colts, all at 25. You start at the Ravens. And you're, people are going to look and say, like, ah, well, you know, this Ravens team was kind of disappointing this year. And I mean, 
yes, I guess from what your lofty standards would have been before spring, tra- you know, before like training camp started. But when you look at what happened to them in training, they lose starters in training camp. They lose starters in the preseason. They lose more guys throughout the course of this year. The fact that they were even remotely in it, I think actually is a pretty big testament to this team overall. Uh, Harbaugh's coaching job and the, the sh- most shocking move of the offseason to me, or their offseason, was was Martindale getting fired from from defense to coordinator whenever, again, this guy was handed just a shell of a team and tried to say, like, oh, here, go out and play, you know, go out and play these other awesome NFL teams with all of these third and fourth string guys. Like, that was the most shocking dismissal to me of the season. So I get why the Ravens are 20 to 1, and, and I think that they will be much, much better so long as, again, that they just avoid any sort of anything in the realm of the injury situation they had to deal with this year. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, something I think is a really good hire for them is, is bringing back Mike McDonald, who mm-hmm. was the defensive coordinator at the University of Michigan this past season. Obviously, we all saw what Michigan did this mm-hmm. year and, and specifically what they did to Ohio State. Um, look, you know, I, I don't mind being more creative. I mean, the guy's 34 years old. Yeah. You know, I, I think that there's something to be said about, I mean, maybe this is just kind of some recency bias. I mean, Sean McVay just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Zach Taylor just got the Bengals to the Super Bowl. There's something to be said about going younger, you know, more creative ideas, something that's different, something that's just not status quo in the NFL. And look, let's remember something here too. Yes, the Ravens finished eight and nine. They lost six straight games to end the year. They were eight and three before all that injury attrition mm-hmm. just kind of came to fruition. Lamar Jackson missed some games, wound up being hurt, got hurt in that game against the Browns with the ankle. The Ravens went healthy. Are They're easily a top four or five team in the AFC, and that's even with all of these other teams around them, all these other great quarterbacks and all of that. The thing is, I don't know if 20-1 to is good enough. Yeah. That, that's kind of the thing that I worry about. Because you do play in a division with Cincinnati and with Cleveland. Right. And, so, and, and Pittsburgh, they, they always find a way. Yeah. And so I think the second hardest division in all of football mm-hmm. outside of the NFC West would definitely be uh, that one right there. And, and so for me, yeah, I need a little bit longer. I think this one is as, as egregious as the Niners at 14 to one, the Broncos at 20 to one. I understand they had to, they have to have a shorter number here because there is always this, okay, maybe Aaron Rodgers goes and plays for the Broncos. As you just mentioned, it doesn't seem like that's the situation. It doesn't seem like that is going to come to fruition. So all I can say is if you like the Broncos and you like them, Unless you have some inside information that Aaron Rodgers is going to end up there, this is a this is a 35-40 to 1 team, not a 20 to 1 team, and so I would never put this bet in my account. No, absolutely not. The, and like you said, I understand that you have to protect in the event yeah. that Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver. Aaron Rodgers is not stupid when it comes to football. I mean, yes. you know, he he understands that if he goes to the AFC West, right. you're going against Patrick Mahomes. You're going against Justin Herbert. Like why, why would you want to leave the NFC North? This is why it never made sense to me in the first place right. when everyone kept floating this, where it's like, this guy is this guy is approaching 40 years old. He's not going to want to go where he might not make the playoffs. Like, right. like, I mean, no. like it should be like, I want to go somewhere where I'm almost a shoe-in to make the playoffs, and I want to make an actual Super Bowl run again. Right, and, and the reality here is the Chargers should be the 20-to-1 team, and the yeah. Broncos should be – Probably 30 or 35 to one. I think the Chargers are the best value bet in the AFC here at 25 to one. They've got Justin Herbert. They were literally, what, two seconds away from making the playoffs if that Raiders game ends a tie. They squandered some games that they probably should have won. Brandon Staley, you know, first year head coach, those things are going to happen a little bit. But as I was telling you during the break, the Chargers have the second most available salary cap space going into this offseason. They need to fix the defense. Everybody knows that. Right. The offense is fine. 
If you've got a ton of cap space and only one side of the ball is lacking for you, you can address that. I think the Chargers at 25 to 1 are actually the best look in the AFC here, even though that division is as good as it is. I, I mean, this is a team that if they got to the playoffs, they'd have been pretty live. Nobody wanted to play yeah. that team in the playoffs. So I think at 25 to 1, they're absolutely worth and, consideration. And it is, uh, it's another one of those situations, too, where they, I don't think they necessarily have to win the division. Like, I, I think they're good enough and will win enough games where they could get in as a wild card team. So I think you have two different pass here with them. Um, outside of hating the Niners and the Broncos bets, I think the Bucks are probably right up there with me as far as bets that I hate. I mean, look, you yeah. look, the, it, it was all over Twitter today of what they've got to do and where they sit as far as what they actually have signed to bring back and how much they are lacking everywhere else. This Bucks team is it, this is a rebuild right here. They're going to have to tear this down and build it back up. 22 to 1. I get it because the division, I guess, is so incredibly weak. And what we're what we just preached that we can't be hypocritical here is, hey, we just want a team that's going to get into the tournament. So I guess they're as live as anyone in that division. But could they make any noise once they got in the playoffs? My opinion, absolutely not. So I would not play the twenty-two at all. No, and, and look, in the NFC South, and, and this is important to me, right? When you have a division that's very much up for grabs, and I did this in the National League mm. Central for Major League Baseball, I had the Brewers at 55-1, to one, mm. wide open division. Yeah, I just figured that they had a good chance to win it. They did. Of course, they lost to the Braves mm. in the first round, but I was at least able to hedge that, make mm. some money off of it. The Falcons at 50-1, to one, right? Yeah. I mean, any one of the four teams could find a way, they could back their way into winning that division. By default, Matt Ryan's the best quarterback in the NFC South. Why not Atlanta at 50 to 1, where if they win that division, even if they're 8 and 9 and they win that division, they're hosting a playoff game. Like no. at 50 to 1, I mean, you've got a lot of options at that point in time in a division where the Buccaneers need a quarterback, the Saints need a quarterback, the Panthers need a quarterback, the Saints have a new head coach, the Panthers need a brand new offense. I mean, why not the Falcons at 50 to 1? Titans 22, I'm like, you know, look, hey, it's Ryan Tannehill, right? It's like it's. I'm not running to bet it, but it's a fair number. It's a fair number. I. It, it's what do you what do you think of Tannehill? I'm you know league average guy, and I just don't know if league average is good enough to win a Super Bowl, I, right? I, I kind of feel that way about the Patriots too. Next down, right? Like if you're a real big Mac Jones believer and a Patriots believer, sure, maybe you know maybe go bet that. But like I, I think those are all fair. I'm, I'm with, I'm with you guys. I think the Chargers is the one I'd probably bet there. This is just such a good time of year for for me. Yeah. Like you're actually looking at this market, just cross off teams that don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we've been going through with all these. There's well, there's way more that makes sense than would make sense right now to bet. And you some, mentioned the Patriots. Too, right? Yeah. It's like, so that number's not going to get worse. It's not going right? to get worse. Like, that number's not going to get worse. So, like, see what they do. They have no playmakers. Like, they don't have anybody at the wide receiver position at all. See what they do in free agency. See what they do in the draft or something. That number's not going to get worse anyway. So, it's just kind of like you can kind of hold out on a team like that and see if they do anything that make themselves more attractive. Or if they don't, then you know for sure it's just a full on fade, right? It's just like, I want nothing to do. Like, right now, the way that team's constructed, Mac Jones, his number one, his number one target is all these rejects that no one wanted on their team in the first place, right? I mean, that's that that is who he's been throwing to all was thrown to all year, right? And that's the thing; it's one of the reasons why I don't bet any of the short prices because, like, let's say I think Minnesota's a decent bet. Mm. They're forty to one at BetMGM. They're thirty-five to one at DraftKings. I think Minnesota's a decent bet. I think they can be a wild card team, and I think if everything comes together perfectly for them, they could top the Packers in that division. It would take a lot, but it's certainly a possibility. If Aaron Rodgers leaves, right, 
you are never finding Vikings 35 or 40 to 1 ever again. So that's the thing. I like to speculate on some long shot prices where I think teams may do something or something else may happen that benefits them. Yeah, we'll circle back around to this at, at, at 645 as well because this is something I do want to kind of touch on with some of these longer shots. Because, again, I think that there are a few teams that if a move is made in one way or another that they are super, super intriguing to me. First and foremost would be the Colts, depending on what happens with them at the quarterback position. I think that is pretty interesting for for them as well. I I do like what you were saying all about the Chargers because I think they can get in the tournament. And with their high-variant style of play, if you just run hot for four games, you know, you you could find yourself – Uh, hoisting that trophy for sure. So we'll revisit this uh, at the end of our number three because I think there's more to be said here about this market as well. Instead, whenever we get here at the top of three, we're going to grade some of these props that happened during the Super Bowl and see how Kelly and I did as well. Primetime action here on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.